Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Small Town Artist Podcast. You guys know that I don't post on here or record a podcast unless I have something really valuable to add. Um, And so today, I'm really excited because I just had a really, really great uh, session with uh, an artist that lives in Scotland. We did a Zoom uh, meeting um, last week. She's an artist, an abstract artist that lives in Scotland, and she found reached me uh, through my uh, Instagram. Um, and uh, we talked, you know, briefly through Instagram messaging, and she was just really at a loss in terms of what to do. And and I understand where she's coming from, uh, you know, living in a small town in a rural area. It can be very challenging. Um, I think there's not too many differences between where she lives and where I live in Texas. It's They're both small towns. They both have the same sort of tastes, at least perceived tastes in art in terms of what the larger public in that city wants to consume. And so she's a little frustrated. Um, I think she's been going at it for a little while. She does have a studio. So she is out in the public working. Um, it's not Her studio is not at home. But uh, she only had one sale last year that covered basically covered her rent for that year. Um, but of course, that's not that's not enough. She wants to be doing more regular sales and you know selling prints and doing commissions, and she just doesn't know how to navigate that world. So I was so excited that she reached out because I could I could I could already tell that I could bring so much valuable advice and guidance to her um, on the call. And we had the call on Friday. And uh, so it was really, really uh, enlightening for me. I I love helping artists. And right now I'm at a stage in my life where I'm able to do that um, because I don't have to charge anything for for my help, you know, for the assistance. And so the call went really well. We went over a few things. Uh, We talked about some of the goals that she has things that she's tried and worked, things that haven't worked, um, her viewpoint on on her career, her viewpoint on what the town is like. Um, and so it was, um, it was great because I was able to connect with her on so many different things. <clears throat> we talked about how she could take advantage of the fact that she does live in a small town. That's not a disadvantage. That's actually an advantage. Um, we just talked about how there aren't many artists that are really doing it on a big level um, or a big scale in her town, meaning as big <clears throat> as big as that town is, even though it's still a small town, there's a lot of people there. And it has a tourist, um, it has a tourist industry that really brings a lot of people there. And, and so there are plenty of opportunities to, uh, to create some possible sales. She just has to be willing to go out there and try. So we talked about a strategy that I used when I first became an artist in San Angelo, Texas, back in 2012 is when I really launched, um, you know, my career and really wanted to, to, to do something with my art. And so I, I gave her my strategy for how I went about doing it, which still works to this day. Um, I still do what I do and, and it always brings me some sales, uh, whether I'm selling a print or an original or commission, it's, it's always bringing in something. So I gave her my strategy so she could apply it to her town. We also talked about um, 
how to handle a sale. She felt that uh, it was a little awkward when somebody would come to her studio and, and she would try to help them, you know, make a decision or ask them if they were interested in buying. And, and so we talked about that. We talked about the four requirements uh, that are needed in order for an artist to sell a piece of artwork. Um, I, I've said this on a previous podcast, but I'll repeat it today. Um, the four requirements are that when somebody comes in and, and interacts with your art, the first thing that they usually will indicate as one of the things that are required to purchase art is that they like it, right? That's pretty easy. Um, they like it or they love it. So they come across your art and they're like, ooh, I really love that. That's really beautiful. I dig that. And so uh, the next thing is they have to be able to afford it. So they look at it and they say, ooh, ah, I really love it. And then they look at the price and they're like, oh, or they're like, ooh, I can afford that. I have the budget for that. And so the next thing, the third thing that they are going to indicate in order for you to understand whether or not they want to purchase is they have to have a space for it, meaning they have to have a place to put it. And most people that look at artwork that they want to purchase are thinking exactly in those steps. They're thinking, ooh, ah, and it happens very quickly. Okay, it's been a few within a few seconds of seeing a piece of artwork. They say, ooh, ah, I wonder how much that is. They see they can afford it. And then they think about exactly where they would put it in their home. Now, I'm not saying that's always the case, uh, but most people, I would say 90, 80% of the people are always thinking about where they're going to be able to put it. And any one of those three could be a reason why they don't buy your artwork. So we talked about that because that really opens up some other discussions about why somebody wouldn't buy artwork. Maybe they love it. Maybe they can afford it, but then they don't buy and the reason why is because they just don't have a place to put it. Either that or they cannot take it with them physically. Do you understand? If you're selling big artwork out of your studio or on your website, they don't have transportation, especially if you're looking at tourists. I gave her a perfect example. Um, I've, I, met, uh, I met an artist in Scotland when we were on a trip over there a couple years ago. And I bought one, I bought two of his prints because they were small enough for us to put in the luggage. You understand? So that met my requirement. I looked at his art. I liked it. I wanted to support him. It was affordable and it was small enough for me to put it in my bag and bring it home. And I did. I got one for me, got one for my daughter. So that is it. That opens up conversations about how you need to be presenting your artwork. It can't all be originals. Not if you really want to make a good go at creating an artist's career. You have to have prints. Uh, and, and eventually, you've got to think about digital downloads. I know that seems like out there, but I'm dabbling now in digital downloads and they're working. Because you've got to think about your customer. You can't think about yourself. you got to think about your customer and what they're thinking and the situation they're in and how they would make it easier for them to buy it. Okay? So those are three requirements. The fourth one, which is... It's really just the kind of the cherry on top, the fourth requirement, which is the person, if they know you and they like you, it makes it so much easier for them to buy it. I have collectors that have bought multiple pieces of artwork from me and they know me. They've known me since we first spoke and they bought their first piece and they know me in, in different ways. And this is where it all ties together. You have to engage in your community 
You have to engage in your online community. You have to really make it known what you're about. What's, what is it that you're passionate about? What, what type of art are you passionate about? And you can have different passions and different themes of art. And that's okay. You could be an abstract artist. You could be a portrait artist. You could be an anime artist. You could be all those things, and that's okay. But you need to engage and participate so people will understand what you're about. And if they understand what you're about, it's going to make it easier for them to buy from you, even if they've never spoken to you before. When you're engaging in your community, you have to really put yourself out those out there so people will understand what you represent and what your goals are and how you're engaging with everybody else. Because by the time they get to you, they'll be like, oh, I know who you are. Oh, I follow you on social media. You know how many times I've heard that from people that have bought artwork from me or bought prints? They, they tell me, oh, I follow you on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, and I, I really enjoy what you do. They see my videos. They see the stuff I'm doing for other artists. They see what I'm doing for the community. I do art shows for the community. I put on art events. I give back to the community. They see all the stuff that I'm doing. So it makes it easier for them when they're ready to make a decision about, I love this art. I can afford it. And I know where it's going to go. And I really like the artist. Like they're good people and I want to support them. So those are the four requirements. And if you meet those four requirements with people that see your artwork, you will, they will buy it. You will sell it. Now, so those are a couple of things that we talked about um, when I talked with this artist on Friday. And what I did was I just kind of developed a strategy for her about where to begin. You know, she of course, she's got a, a website that she's developing. She has questions about social media, which I addressed. But, you know, we want to go at it from building a good foundation. That's, it's not, you, you can't just throw up a website and then art on the website and then create a funnel system and get people to go to the website. That's not going to work unless you start building a community and engaging in the community. It's just not going to work. So I gave her a strategy that was going to build a foundation for her. And we're going to check back in a month. And we're going to see where she's at. I gave her some assignments of what she's going to do and what I expect her to do if she wants to succeed and do something with her, with her artwork in terms of bringing in money. And so, and notice I didn't say anything about the type of artwork. I didn't say paint in this style, you'll sell more of it. Paint in this color, you'll sell more of it. I didn't say any of that because it has nothing to do with selling art. Really, you paint what you love. If you paint what you love, you you will find the right person that will love it and want to buy it. But unless you're doing the foundational things to find them, you're not going to sell it. So it doesn't have anything to do with the type of art that you're creating. Okay, um, as long as it's quality, as long as it's good quality, it will sell if you're going and building the right foundation from the get go. So. I gave her that advice. Uh, I gave her a lot of other tidbits, a lot of other tips and stuff that works for me and that I've seen work for other artists and just in my experience and, and the way things work. And she was pumped up. I cannot tell you how excited and happy I was after that phone call. And towards the end of it, I could just see on her face that she was excited, like she was ready to tackle this. Um, I think it just gave her hope. You know, I think it's really easy to fall into this thing where you're like, you're losing hope. 
and you just you you don't feel like you can do it. You don't feel like you're good enough. You don't feel like your art's good enough. And when you don't sell for a long time, that's what can do to you. It can make you feel like you shouldn't continue. Luckily, she reached out to me and I was more than happy to guide her in the direction that she needed to go based on what her challenges were. So I'm, like I said, right now I'm at the stage of my life where I don't have to charge any money for this advice. I love giving it. I think we spent maybe an hour, hour and a half on the Zoom call and you know, she's going to go do her thing and I'm not going to hold her hand. I'm just going to guide her, see what her results are and then adjust it accordingly and then give her some more because it's really about the artist having to do the work. I'm not here to create ad designs for you. I'm not here to run your Facebook ads. That doesn't help you. If I do it for you, it's not going to help you. You're not going to learn. I can give you the resources. I can tell you where to go to learn all this stuff. And I can tell you more or less how to do it, but I'm not going to hold your hand. I'm not going to do that because it's not, it's, it's a waste of time. It really is. Because if I'm not empowering you to do it on your own, then you're not going to learn anything. You're always going to have to come back to me. And I want to empower artists. I don't want to make them my slaves. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to squeeze every penny out of you. I'm trying to make you make money. So, um, until I get to a point where I feel like I can go ahead and launch this into more of a, uh, you know, a, a revenue making, of, you know, business, uh, I'm just going to keep doing it this way. So if you guys who are listening are in this position where you feel like you're not selling the way you want to, or you're not selling, maybe you want to sell more originals, or you're not selling any commissions, or you want to learn how to sell prints, or any one of those situations that are coming up please reach out to me on my social, contact me. I would love to help you. I'd love to just sit down and see what's going on with what's happening with your art and give you some good advice on what, what needs to happen. And, and sometimes that advice is more about soul searching and figuring out what are the things that your own insecurities or challenges, you know, what are some things you're thinking about yourself that's limited, limited thinking that's keeping you from moving forward? Is it a fear of getting in front of people? Is it a fear of having to talk to somebody and sell? Is it a fear of, you know, putting yourself online? What is it that's keeping you from moving forward? Because that's something that we also, when I talked to this artist, that was another thing we talked about. I won't get into the detail because it's private. But, you know, there were some things that she mentioned that I said, yeah, I can understand that where that comes from. Um, and we all deal with it as artists. It's kind of the give and take of being an artist. You're we're gifted with creativity, but at the same time, we're kind of plagued by the insecurities of whether or not it's good enough. So but there's a lot more to that. It's, that's just very the kind of the top layer. There's so many other things that are, are underneath that. And I definitely have had to battle with that myself. Um, in many, many, many different ways and situations. Um, but the main thing is just to understand that you will not be able to get anywhere that you want to go unless you start facing and talking about your fears that are limiting your um, your ability to take action and do the things you want to do. So, But I am willing to talk about all those things with you. Um, again, what I'm trying to do is just trying to to build up a community here where I feel like I'm, I'm getting some... Um, some more hands-on sort of experience with, with working with artists. Like I said, I've, 
I've helped other artists before here and there. I definitely work with artists in my day job, which is a business consultant, but I don't do with them. I don't deal with them daily. I deal with them here and there sometimes. Um, I've even helped paint and sip businesses. So try to get off the ground because that's, that's what my business was primarily our revenue source when I had a gallery was I uh, was doing paint and sip parties. If you guys don't know what that is, that's basically where you do a paint party and BYOB. So the people bring their own drinks and snacks from home and you teach them how to paint something fairly simple in about two to three hours. So that was my business that I was doing for about nine, eight, nine years. And I have a lot of experience in that. So I help all people do that as well. Host paint parties. I, I know all, 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 all that goes into that industry and how to make it successful. So, but I really, really, my passion is to help other artists and help them succeed and, um, and make a, either a living or allow them to continue to, you know, to do their passion without having to spend more of their own money. So either, either one, whatever your goal is. So, um, again, that was really exciting. I really wanted just to share that and, and put that information out there and, uh, leave that door open for you guys to reach out and, and come to me and say, Hey, I, I need some help. Um, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm not really understanding what I'm doing and I'd love to learn and, and I'm, I'm willing to do the work. And so if you come to me for, with that, I, you know, that kind of, uh, understanding, then I will be more than happy to make time for you and, and work with you. So again, thanks guys for, uh, for listening and, and being patient with me. Cause you know, I'm not very consistent on the podcasts because I only want to bring value. And if I don't have any value at that point in time and it's time to do another podcast, I just wouldn't feel right. Just blabbering and not talking about anything that just seems like a waste. So, um, the other thing I wanted to mention before I go is that there are some other things that I've got working. Um, I'm going to be putting, uh, another uh, page on my website that's just for uh, the small town artists in terms of training and and providing guidance. It's just going to be a a quick little page that's going to talk about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and and provide maybe a few case studies who I've worked with other artists in the past. Um, And then the other part is I'm going to start uh, putting on a little uh, art course academy uh, where I'm going to be teaching uh, more my style uh, it, my style is kind of a mix of, from a different, a lot of different artists, but I, I think most people would call it, you know, abstract impressionism. Some people call it spontaneous realism. Um, there's, there's a few names for it and there's definitely some really big name artists that are out there that are doing it in a similar way, but their own way, sort of their own style. Uh, but definitely within the category. So I really want to teach people how to really use that technique and create their own artwork and, and their own versions of it. Um, and, and just whenever they're inspired, if they want to use that technique, they could use that technique. So I'm going to start working on that soon and, and putting that information out. So stay tuned for that. And, uh, I will give you guys an update whenever I work with this artist again in about a month. Um, I'm going to provide an update to see what happened. What is she doing? What's going on with her? Did it, did any of the advice work? Did it not work? What were the challenges? What were things she faced? Um, and then we can get a little bit more, not too much into the detail because, you know, that's, it's a private conversation, but I did want to let you guys know what was happening and what was going on with her. So, all right, well, you guys have a great, uh, great week coming up and, uh, check out my social cause I am providing a lot of, uh, good information out there right now. We're in the middle of a 30 day, 
uh, challenge where we're asking uh, for opportunities from people by messaging, emailing, or calling every day during the month. So uh, you guys want to jump on the challenge, you can. This, just because we're already a few days into September doesn't mean you can't jump on. There's plenty of days left to jump into this challenge. Just check it out on my Instagram, um, alejandro.find.art, and, um, and we'll talk there. Cool. See you guys later.